I'm Rachel Poley here with Ari Meglin, and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer Podcast. We're on episode 148, and this week we're asking, should you include a prologue and epilogue in your books? Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss a show. And if you enjoyed this episode, please give it a like, write a review, and share it with your friends. All right, so what is a prologue and an epilogue? I'm going to assume most of you already know the answer to this question, but I'll explain it anyway. A prologue goes at the beginning of a book, before the first chapter, and is an introductory of sorts. It may be a brief flashback or show off a separate group of characters or setting that teases something that may come later in the book. On the other hand, the epilogue goes at the end of the book, after the final chapter. This is typically a recap or aftermath of the events in the book. So I'll begin this episode by saying it's completely up to you if you want to add a prologue and or epilogue to your book. You can have one or the other, or you can have both. And whether you need one or both of them is entirely up to you, and it will depend on like your book's genre and the, the content that's actually in basically your plot. I say content in the book. That's your plot. I will say that not every reader enjoys having a prologue and or an epilogue. I think a lot of people tend to prefer epilogues than prologues. And I've also heard that a ton of readers will skip reading the prologue if it's in a book. And they sometimes skip the epilogue at the end of the book too. Obviously, that's something you can't control. So if you feel like your book needs it, put it in. And if the reader decides to skip over it, well, then that's their choice. It's up to them. Um, also, if you do decide to add a prologue or epilogue to your book, try your best to keep it short and sweet. A prologue and epilogue isn't its own chapter. It's supposed to just be a brief intro and a brief outro to whatever is happening in the book. It's not supposed to be eight pages long. It should only be like no more than two pages, I would say. Ari's giving me a thumbs up. So what Ari says goes. Okay, guys, listen to Ari. I wish that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, finally, um, I say finally. This isn't the end of the episode. We're not doing a three-minute episode. But uh, the other thing is with your prologue and epilogue, it shouldn't overshadow the overall plot, and it needs to have a purpose. For example, I think, I say I think, I wrote it. Um, but for one of the novels that I wrote that I never finished, I actually did have a prologue for that. I don't typically write prologues. But this was a flashback to when the main character was a baby. So she was technically present for it, but she doesn't remember it. But it was good information for the reader to know. So if it does serve a purpose and it introduces an important character or two, or, you know, they're talking about the main character. This might be a trope, but as long as it has a purpose and it serves the book, then it's okay to have it. It's true. Prologues and epilogues, they're very controversial and it splits the room because you have people who are like, yep, they're great. And you have people who are like, I will never read them ever. And it's a, it's a real controversy in the writing world that being said i actually like both prologues and epilogues if they're done well throwing that in and i it annoys me when people say oh, i just skip them and it's like 
I personally think you're a jerk if you do that. Personal opinion, I'm allowed to say it, personal opinion, but I think you're a jerk. There are some brilliant epilogues, and I think sometimes it is needed. There are some great pro prologues, and I think that sometimes they are needed. I think if there's some sort of history that's got to be at the beginning, something that sort of sets the overall scene or or the situation, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm using the movie because I can't remember the book. The movie in The Lord of the Rings, we always go to The Lord of the Rings, don't we? It's our, it's our favourite thing. You've got the whole explanation about the rings of power, the war, what happened to Sauron, how the ring ended up getting all the way over to Frodo. Well, no, not Frodo. Who was it first? My God, what's his name? Bilbo. Yeah. <laughs> getting the ring getting all the way over to Bilbo. That That sort of gave you the history to sort of set up for the books. And it was probably better putting it like that in the movie than trying to weave it through the story. And I've read several books like that where, especially in things like um, urban fantasy where the world is very different. And what the, the, the writer has done is that at the very beginning in the prologue, nice, at the very beginning in the prologue, they have explained how the world came to be like. So say your world was run by insects. Okay, the insects have taken over. They might be that the prologue explains the war with the insects and how they ended up in power. That would make sense because then it sets it up and you don't have to weave through the rest of the book. And again, if you have a, a uh, something that happened and there's a time frame, that usually works really well. Same with an epilogue. If there's been a quite a big time frame since the end of the story to the epilogue, that's where an epilogue would be. You know, something that happened after a couple of years or several months. That's what works. As Rachel said, it's not another chapter. It's And it shouldn't be chapter one. Don't just take chapter one and make it a prologue. I just have to interject for a minute because I actually have the Lord of the Rings book, like, right here. And I have the 50th anniversary edition. So it's one volume. All three books are in here. And I was just curious because you said you couldn't remember if there was a prologue in the book or not. And <laughs> I'm laughing because the prologue, this is what I mean when I say take our advice with a grain of salt and that whether you add a prologue in that blog is entirely up to you. The prologue for uh, The Fellowship of the Ring is actually chapter one and it is seven pages long. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you expect from J.R.R. Tolkien? Exactly. But yeah, we. I just find that really funny how it's seven pages long and it's titled Prologue, but on page eight, it says chapter two. So maybe that was a thing back then that the prologue was the first chapter. But maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, but the fact that he acknowledged it was a prologue, that it was something that happened earlier on, that makes sense. That's yes. what we're going for. And obviously Rachel gave some really great points. A few of my points are, don't make it boring. <laughs> That's just why we say keep it about two pages. Tolkien can do seven. He was he was at the level where seven was okay. And let's be honest, his story was massive and yeah, huge yeah. and massive world building. So you're going to need seven for an epic like that. Unless you're writing Tolkien level epic, which most people aren't, don't do that. Two pages is more than enough. Avoid excess filler. That's what makes things boring. Just get the facts in, get the characters in, explain shit, get out. 
that's it. That's why people skip prologues. If they're going to find seven or eight pages of wiffle that don't do anything for the story, they're not going to like it. And obviously don't thought dump. It's not a place for thought dumping and info dumping. Yes, if you're talking about how the world formed or how a war happened and then the end of the war is how the book starts, I understand that, that can work. But it still shouldn't be a massive info dump. It should be written better than that. It should be written as a story, as a, you know, with dialogue or whatever. Yeah, I can't think of a better way of doing that, but just don't. Don't make that your, well, I can't info dump in chapter one. I'll just do it in the prologue. No, bad, bad writer. No, don't do that. I can't know if I mentioned this, but I actually like prologues. I think I did, but I'm just throwing in again. I do like prologues. So if you feel like you want to write a prologue, understand there are writers out here, readers out here like me who would enjoy a prologue. Okay. You did mention that you like prologues. Um, I um, I do agree with everything that you said. I think that a prologue, obviously, you don't want to have excessive, excessive filler, and it shouldn't be a thought dump. It shouldn't be, you know, part of your outline. And you telling yourself this is what needs to happen, like throughout the book, you're you're not, you're supposed to be setting up the plot or setting up a particular character, the hero of the story in your prologue, and not just. I don't I don't know. See now I know Tolkien wrote wrote Lord of the Rings years and years ago, but I was just gonna say it shouldn't be its own chapter, which we've already said. But he did that. I mean, he could do what he wants. Uh, yeah. yeah, Ari Ari likes prologues. I have to play devil's advocate here and say that if I'm going to have a book that has just one or the other, I would prefer an epilogue. I don't, I think that depending on what goes in the prologue, I think that can be sprinkled out throughout like the rest of the book within the story. And pro epilogues, I do like to see the aftermath of what happens to the characters, especially if it's at the end of a series. But I do think that a prologue is certainly helpful, especially if you're building a brand new world. A prologue can help set the world setting. And then in chapter one, you can begin already in the village or city or wherever you are and your readers will already have a decent idea of where they are and what type of setting it is from the prologue. I'm going to jump in and say I actually don't like epilogues. <laughs> I, no, I don't, I don't mind them. I prefer prologues. And if you've got a prologue, I don't like a prologue and an epilogue. But I think it's because if I had to choose, I like prologues because the epilogue, I don't like to find out afterwards. At the end, it's like, I like the characters to just everything to be finished, especially at the end of a series. And then my brain will tell me what happened to them. I don't, you know, you don't want to find out like the author says, and then she died. It's like, no, 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 she didn't. No, I decided she didn't do that. After the end of the story, three months later, she didn't die. That's not it. So no, I, I prefer to make my own ending after the end of the story rather than, a, than an epilogue. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I, I can agree with you on that one. I do understand. I think, like, for me, if it's a standalone book, I don't necessarily care for epilogues. But as I said, like, for a series, I do like to see what could have happened to the characters. I like creating an ending for my, for them in my head as well. But it is kind of cool to see where the author wanted them to go in the end and the type of aftermath because... 
I don't know. I just kind of think it's cool to see the author's point of view on that. And actually, I'm going to like bounce off of that for a second and say, as, as you guys can clearly tell, everybody has vastly different opinions on prologues and epilogues, one or the other, whatever. I think if you have an idea for a prologue and or an epilogue for your book, if you're unsure of whether you should include them and you ultimately decide not to, having writing them and having them on hand is a good idea to use as a freebie for your email list or your website or something. And I, I think um, you could definitely, you could still utilize them, even if you don't put them in your book. And, and even if you don't share them with the rest of the world, you can still write them and use it for your own knowledge. Because adding a prologue and adding an epilogue can help you advance the story. It, it'll help you understand your own story on a different level. And I say an epilogue can help you do that because again, if you're writing a series and you decide to write an epilogue for the first book or the second book and you know there's more to come, the epilogue can help you realize it can almost be served as like a cliffhanger into the next book. And if people want to stop at book one and not see what the aftermath is, they don't have to. Uh, it's kind of like the end credit scenes of Marvel movies. Like some of them can be served as like a cliffhanger to what's to come. And then others are just like fun little tidbits of here are the characters now. It's like in um, Agent Carter. It's a Disney Plus series. Good series, but it only lasted two, two seasons before it got canceled. But at the final episode of season two they had a final scene where it showcased one of the bigger characters dead and then it got canceled so it's like that's an epilogue I didn't need <laughs> because you didn't continue it <laughs> exactly exactly so you gotta pay, pay you know choose wisely on what not only whether you actually add the prologue and episode, but what you decide to put in the prologue and epilogue. I said episode first before epilogue, but you guys know what I mean. I'm not editing that out. It it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> we're keeping the blueprint in. Yeah. This is the fourth episode we're recording as of today, guys. So this is what you get. <laughs> what you hear is what you get. <laughs> yeah. The quality drops down as we get tired. Yes, yeah. No, I think one of the big takeaways is it should be your decision. I have seen a lot of advice on like blogs and vlogs and, you know, everyone with clogs saying, oh, yes, you, uh, you don't write a prologue. Don't write an epilogue. You don't need it. It's like, screw that. If you feel like it needs it or it works well for you or you really just want one, put it in. You can always check with your betas. But obviously, in the end, there is no yes or no. It can be anything. You know, if you want it in, put it in. I hate that kind of, oh, definitely don't do this. I'm sure we've done that. I'm sure we've given advice like that. Don't do that. But with this, no, there's there's no right or wrong with a prologue or epilogue, except for the bits we've already said, like, you know, make sure it's important and it's got a purpose. But the the kind of rule that's out there where it's like, don't do prologues and epilogues, that's dumb. Don't listen to that. <laughs> that's me. Don't do something. Don't do that. <laughs> you can cut a lot of this out. I think it's just wiffle. I mean, the bottom line is it's your story. It's your book. If you think it needs a prologue, if you think it needs an epilogue, put it in. 
if you're not sure if you necessarily need it, but you want to add that little extra sparkle to the story, then yeah, go ahead and put it in. I mean, as I said, I do know a bunch of readers that actually, if they see a prologue, they just skip it and start on chapter one. I mean, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. It's kind of one of those situations. And if you do add anything important in there and the reader misses it, well, then that's that's kind of their own fault. They missed the fine print. What are you going to do? So with all of that said, I hope you guys got something out of that. I, all I got out of that was um, Ari and I have different opinions on epilogues and prologues. But there you go. You saw You saw two different sides of it. So you're welcome. <laughs> and again, take our advice with a grain of salt. But I'm just going to wrap up the episode now and I'm going to turn it over to you guys. Do you include prologues and or epilogues in your books? And if you do, how do you decide whether or not you should put it in? We'd love to chat about it. So tell us your answers in the comments below. And for as little as $1 a month, you can join our writing community at patreon.com forward slash the Merry Writer podcast. You'll get monthly bonus content and help support the show at the same time. So on your way out, don't forget to hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening. Please do that. It's important. And then you can come back every Wednesday for a new episode of the Merry Writer podcast where we ask all the right questions. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Arguments Over Coffee and Tea. Which side are you on? The music titled Inspired is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.